Zillman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Well, well, well. We're all here. We're putting the <laughs> band back together. Interesting. Oh, I'm still making adjustments to the uh, the live uh, feed. We'll see. What, no. what happened, folks, is the because string sandwich. and cups and tape uh, that we usually use ran out while people were gone. So we had to get new oh, strings. People. And... I'm well, just yeah. people now. The talent. I didn't want to. I didn't want to name Thank names. You. I didn't want to blame you. Thank you, Scott, for recognizing. Well, I don't want to blame the talent for not the talent's problem. Well, let's pull back the curtain and say that um, I've been gone for about two and a half months. This is the I believe since the flood slash theft. This is the longest I've been away from the show ever. And I was away because a friend of this program and one of my oldest friends, uh, Retailer X, whose real name is Dave, uh, passed away. And so um, I went back to be uh, supportive of the family of um, Dave's mom and uh, other members of his family and to help uh, figure out you know, the things that one has to figure out 
in these occasions. Uh, you know, uh, not not the estate per se, but more the more the. Oh, I don't know what you would say. You don't say every day, you know, you don't say day to day things because you don't have that occasion to do so. So if you said like sort of the events that encompass such a thing, Retailer X was a really well-loved and um, in, in, in circles of uh, geeks and nerds in the Northern New Jersey area, he was a known quantity. Um, his shop uh, was a haven for any number of different diverse groups, individuals. Heck, even Sandwich was welcome. <laughs> so they'll take anybody. They, they take anybody. That's yeah, how that, open that, sh that shows they you the bar. Yeah. And uh, even though, um, e even though it was a very difficult period, you know, uh, we managed to to handle pretty much all of the family stuff. There was a viewing, there was a memorial, all of these things. And so, uh, and you know, the, the, the unpleasant things like you have to, you know, clean out, uh, you know, where the person lived and, you know, you have to tend to some other things that, you know, that are maybe not pleasant. And all through it all though, I have to say that um, it was a very interesting experience for many reasons. It was a very sad experience also. Um, for me personally, uh, Dave and I have been friends for 35 years. That's, a, of course, an exaggerated number because, you know, we were not friends as toddlers. He was much older than me. Um, and also, I have to say, uh, very close with the sandwich as well. That was... Uh, 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 mine and the sandwich is a very good friend. Obviously, me a bit more than the sandwich. Not that it's a contest. And the man had hundreds and hundreds of friends. So it's, you know, he was just one of those guys that you, you could talk to him about anything. He talked to you, you know, like he, he liked the things that he liked and he didn't like the things that he didn't like. And yeah, it was a whole... It was, it was a whole uh, different kind of experience, if I'm being honest. And I, I also want to take this opportunity to publicly thank uh, Dominic, the sandwich, uh, for all of the help um, that he gave me during that period. There were a lot of things to be done, and Sandwich was always there to lend a hand, um, to help me figure things out, to help me get things done that needed to be done. And I could not have done it all of it without him and others as well there was you know there, there were a lot of people involved in a lot of these projects and i have to uh, make sure that i am very publicly thankful for their help and assistance so um and that's and that's all i have to say about that really <laughs> sandwich anything to add no i mean yeah it was you know when it happened, you know, it was you know, obviously shocking for a lot of people, you know, this wasn't something anyone was really expecting. No, not at all. You know, so, you know, it was a lot. I was very happy to have my friend and be with him. Kevin, I'm talking about, obviously, you know, because, you know, I joke 
about Kev and we bust each other's balls a lot, but that's our friendship. And it was very good to see my friend in a hard time for both of us. And I think, you know, obviously every time I see Kev, you know, we instantly rip each other, but then, you know, we, we've built and, and grown on our friendship. So in the worst way possible, what this experience did for us was it really bought me and Kev together. So in a way I'm thankful for Dave for that, because without Dave, I would have met Kevin and Kevin's one of my best friends of my entire life. And I say it to him every time and I appreciate him. And these are those moments where, you know, okay, I you're really, getting serious now. I'm going to, I'm going to have to interrupt and you with that's a joke. Fine. You can interrupt me with a joke. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't handle all this seriousness. No, do it, please. I'm, I'm going to cry. So make me laugh. I'm going to cry. And, make me and laugh. the things, you know, and the things that the sandwich and I learned in this experience are one, um, we need to make sure all of our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted in our lives because you never know. Retailer X was not that old. He wasn't old at all. And it was very sudden, very unexpected, as the sandwich said. And I think for, for, for Sandwich and I, I think the issue was, okay, we need to make sure that we understand that if this happens to me, what Sandwich gets so that was kind of what we took away from that, making sure things were straight so that, you know. It remind me who is not supposed to be able to make one offer on the entire lot. Who, who is it uh, that we don't want to be? Toy uh, Mike. Toy, toy Mike is going to be right there. Hey, Toy, toy Mike would never do that. <laughs> toy Mike would never, ever, ever do that. Um, but that aside, I've given Dominic, even before this event, but especially during or after the event, that, you know, I gave him direction with regards to, okay, if anything happens, this, 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 and this. And I said, you listen to Scott. You do what Scott says, and that's that's how we handle things. Yes. Even All if right. Scott has to take off and fly out to New Jersey for a couple of months to fix things, don't worry. He'll be there. That's right. <laughs> All right, West before, before I get all emotional and stuff, let me <laughs> let's do the show. This is I'm, the show, sandwich. This is I'm a, gonna this is cry. I'm emotional. <laughs> okay, well let's well, let's sandwich, move beyond that. Let me, let me ask you: What do you think is the most important thing that you learned from this experience? Um, it doesn't matter what you think. Thought I would help. Does that help? Does that help get you back? In I there? honestly, I I thought you were gonna drop D and D on him there, and I'd have been. <laughs> oh, like, That's awesome. that would have been better. I should have done it. I should have done it first, right out the gate. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. We can edit it in. I could do it. Um, He's gonna now live in fear for the entire episode anyway, because <laughs> at he any does moment have D and D product this week, so it could come at any moment. Yeah, yeah. I I was already literally on at now any, that I've been, at any moment. And now that we've set it up and I'm on edge about it, it's I don't know. Time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D and D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D and D. I feel like it's letting, well, him, letting him off. No the time the like early. the present. So sandwich. I understand that there was a new D&D book release, uh, I think, literally the day after I left, yes, or the yes. day that I left. Well, so first of all, uh, folks, welcome to Geeks of TNG. Um, you can get this all the episode, social media. This five, is episode fill in the number. <laughs> five, seven, nine? 
No, it's definitely got to be seven something, doesn't it's, it? It's seven twelve. Seven twelve. Welcome back, Kev. Uh, that's correct. It is. It's Geek Stuff TNG. We, we'll, we'll do the social medias. Use, I I missed the I missed the opening music. Did you use the Welcome Back Cotter theme for I the did. episode? I did, and I had it in mind before I went to oh. see uh, Ant Man. But anyway, we'll, and we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll do the social medias real quick, and then we'll jump into D&D. Be sure you're following the show on uh, all the social medias, GeekStuffTNG and all those places. Support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. Remember, for a dollar a month, you get access to the private Discord. For $3 a month, it's the early bird special and the prep seat, so you get the show as soon as we're done recording it. Typically, we record on Fridays now, and the show comes out officially on Mondays. $5 a Typically. month. $5 a month is the bonus round where you get uh, the vintage episodes of big kev's geek stuff do you know what episode of big kev's geek stuff is going to come out on march 15th i regret i do not 100 the banner episode 100 of big kev's geek stuff wow 612 episodes ago will come out on march 15th for the patreons at the five dollar level uh and then at ten dollars uh was there any i don't i don't recall this i'm gonna have to listen because i don't remember 612 episodes ago so i'll have to listen and see what was going well, on there. so we were 10 i think uh <laughs> when that came out so no, I mean, hi no. this is big kev welcome to my show <laughs> hi i'm big kev and this is og <laughs> Ooh, the lolly um yeah and then at ten dollars a month you get to watch the show live on the instagram lives now that kev is uh back and he's got all of his technology at his disposal he's got several tin cans lots of string literally and some duct tape. every bit of technology is uh is is being brought to bear in order to bring you this program yeah i'm sure people will be so happy to see you again our ten dollar a month patreons on uh, the instagram lives nah yay <laughs> Yay! All right, sandwich D and D, go. Yes. So, uh, about a week ago at this time, because you know recording schedules got messed up, the newest D and D book. Once again, I think we talked about this. I think there's five more for five E this year. I have to check on that number. I believe they stated six for the year. So this is one of the last every few. two months. Every two months is about what their release schedule has been. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, the new one that came out. This time around, this is the basic cover. Keys from the Golden Vault. Oh. This is the basic cover. You know, it's got your... Uh... Where's the special oh. cover? You better have gotten that special cover or my friend right, Kevin's right. going to be mad it's at you. Just, you, see? Yes. you see, it's not me. It's Scott. Keys from the Golden Vault. If you can see that in here. I don't know how good Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah. Full, you know, it's got a nice, like, golden sheet. It looks kind of like, um, what's the word for it? That, like, 20s Art Deco style. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, very good sandwich. It does look like that. Yeah. So what is Keys from the Golden Vault? So Keys from the Golden Vault is a collection of about 11 different heists. These are planned and coordinated heists that you can add to your D&D campaigns. I love it. Or you can run them as individual campaigns. Or like you can run them all back to back if you want to just do Oceans 1 through 11. <laughs> That's spoiler. That is really that is really awesome, actually. Spoiler: There are eleven. There's this goes from level one to eleven. The heists. So you basically gain so, one level per heist. In theory. So they're not they're not super challenging. I mean, right? I mean, it's they're, they're, I mean, as far as if you're getting one level it's, per, it's, it's, it's just all how you, they're played. You just throw them yeah. in there. But I mean, they're also you, they're, you, they're meant to be would, added into a 
yeah, so your own home. If you were to run it as an adventure, what you, I would probably do is I would you run the heist and maybe you level up after the heist, and then maybe you do like a session or two of like now what do we do between now and then now and the next heist, you know, like stuff like that. That might be how I would run it, just so you you're not just constantly heisting. You know, because I just feel I hope that is how you run it. So if I play with you, I can just peek ahead and see what's coming. Oh, well, that's that. That'd be naughty. Um. Anyways, so brass tacks real quick. We have 208 pages of content. Your regular MSRP like it has been for as long as I can remember, forty nine ninety five for each book. They have been pretty consistent the whole 5e run. I don't know. The only time they didn't have a book forty nine ninety five was the unofficial cookbook. That yeah. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No. There were some of them like uh was it Icewind Dale? I can't remember. There were some there was a couple ones that or were Spelljammer. Yeah, like... there was well, not the not the obviously the slip cases, but no, I mean individual books. I don't know why this one is sticking in my head. Is it I Iceland, Icewind Dale? What that was still 495. Are you sure about that? Because I I have I'm it. Sure, I'm, I'm looking sure at it. that. I'm sure that there were a couple of books that I thought were a little thicker than normal. Oh, and that they were like sixty four ninety nine or something like they're fifty four ninety five. There was so for Dragonlance, they had more expensive versions if it came with digital. Yeah, there's that's the thing that, that was like package the digital. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that was did the last get, book that did came we out. get digital this time. No, I didn't see a digital option. Okay, I don't know if. And you might have had to order that from D and D Beyond to get digital. Oh, I'm not no. a thousand. No, yeah, I don't think this one came with digital. I wasn't a thousand percent. I didn't check because I didn't care. I missed so, the um, trove. Not to, not to interrupt you in the middle there. When you buy digital, is it separate or are you are you buying D and D Beyond because because that's owned by Wizards of the You're Coast? Buying that book, D and D Beyond used... is not owned by Wizards of the Coast. I thought it was. I thought they no. had acquired it. I thought they acquired it, and that was a whole. That was why everyone was canceling D and D Beyond when the whole rigmarole. No, 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 no. Now I could be wrong about this. So if you think I'm wrong about this, give us a call at the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. D&D Beyond is owned by somebody else and it is run in conjunction with Hasbro. So Has- Has- basically Hasbro fenced it out. Hasbro acquired it in May of last year. Okay, so then that's the, then I was unaware of that. If only that had been a news item on some program that discusses D&D news. It might have been. I would I don't know. It, um, it was a wild end of the year. We for sure talked about so, it, though, when we were talking about the OGL stuff, just so you know. Okay. Well, on that note, since they've now backpedaled all the way out of the OGL debacle, um, yes, I haven't heard about more people signing up for uh, uh, for D&D online, not D&D online, uh, whatever it's called. Um, I haven't heard about there being a mass return to it. Yeah. Number one. Number two. I tried it and it was nothing but, I think we talked about this. It was nothing but um, additional payments. Like I wanted to play a drow character. Um, so I had to pay like three ninety five dollars for the drow rules. Microtransaction. Yep. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. That's number one. Number two, in the, in the, this is the 21st century. If we can't get a digital download version of the book 
with, free with purchase of the uh, of the hardcover book. I, I mean, they're just shooting themselves in the face because that'll be the next thing that Pathfinder does to screw Dungeons and Dragons. That'll be the next thing if they haven't done it already. I don't know. I'm a little out of the loop. I'm here, pretty sure the Paizo books you could just get online somewhere. Yeah, I don't even think you got to pay for them. You know, and 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 people like uh, I'll be honest with you. The last time that I played D and D, I didn't really use books. But in fairness, we had the Trove then, which was basically a site full of PDFs of every D and D book ever made. Um, I've I don't found know that it's so I can, I found sites for like D books I use where I can pull them up and go through the book as a PDF. Right. If I find if I when I look it up and I find the site, I'll send it to you and I'll let you look through it. Yeah, do it because I'll just start pulling the PDFs because mm-hmm. that's because I have a bunch of them already. Anyway, that aside, I was using the online versions of books, and and I'll be honest with you for the simple fact that if you opened a PDF of one of those books and you put in a word, it it would find the word in the book. Yeah, it's search. As yeah. opposed to having to look through the index. As opposed to index thing and da 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 da. Um, and not all of them work that way. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's still to me, it seemed a lot more streamlined and a lot quicker. And when I run a D&D campaign, as I know we've talked about on this program before, I view all worlds as part of the same enormous world. And so if somebody is playing um, in my game if we've used random my my patented random character generator and you've generated a character a race or a class or a you know something specific from a long time ago or from this or that or the other thing you need to be able to find that information for that character in order for you to build that character and the trove was really really great at being able to help you find that information the internet was as well but it, the trove was just a nice sort of convenient convenience. Yeah, very check, good. Check your app store soon for Big Kev's random character stuff, a new app to generate your characters oh, no. for you in the whole universe. No, 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 no. That will not be coming. That is mine. However, patent didn't I, sell I it, did, buddy. Make some money. <laughs> I did consider, I did consider putting out uh my I think I shared this with you, Sandwich, didn't I? My psionics as a degenerative disease rules. That one I was considering putting out. But then OGL, not to mention the fact that I laid it out like a book and I used any kind of image I could grab from the internet. So I'd be screwed either way. Um, But that aside, I think the rule set is solid. If I could figure out a way to you know, get some art added to it in some fashion, I would probably do that because I think it's a really good system. Anyway, that aside, keys of the golden lock. Keys, or, keys from the golden vault. Keys from the golden vault. Uh, 200 odd pages of content, Forty nine ninety five. going to give you as the DM uh, some great new options to add into your homebrew games or you can run it as Sandwich said as a, a, an Ocean's Eleven uh, slash that episode of Rick and Morty. I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. That yes. one. So I, I will say one thing I wasn't a huge fan of with this book was they didn't have any stat blocks for any of the enemies or things they have. They referenced 
to use the DM's guide, the player's handbook, and the monster manual for it. That seems lazy. To me, yes, that's the thing. I think that is lazy. It keeps the book from being 300 pages. Yes, but the price has been the same roughly at 200 pages, 240 pages, 250 pages. Okay. And then, you know, they're using it's generic, it's a guard, it's bandit, it's none of from what I saw, none of the stat blocks were really outlandish. They didn't have to create, they didn't create any stat blocks. So, and a lot of them were generic enough that I think they could have at the back said, here's guards, here's bandits, here's... Do you mean to say, sir, if I understand you correctly, do you mean to say that you would need to have additional books in order to use keys from the Golden Vault? Yes, you would need, according to the book itself, because it didn't Uh mention this, you would need three books to to use this appropriately. Or you could use the internet, which is fine. The internet works functionally the same. But they're recommending you to have the books. So in the same way that Hasbro, the parent company of Wizards of the Coast, gave you half of a carbonite chamber Mm -hmm. and then said you probably want to buy two of these so you can have one full carbonite chamber or the, the company that said... Uh, yeah, I mean, really, honestly, the examples can go on forever. But the point is, is that the ones that, that made, is build trying to get you. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but just a broader perspective of Hasbro trying to get you to spend more money and making the item, if you will, only so useful without yeah. spending additional money on Hasbro products to make it more useful. Yes, or so. complete. That's what my major gripe is with this book and why it's lost some kind of the interest for me. I have the books, so for me, it's fine. Me right. and, and Kev are completists. We have most, if not all, of the books. So for us, it's fine. But I feel like the point of this book shouldn't be to make you buy more books or to drive you to the internet. You know, Not that, once again, if you pull up things to the internet because you just don't have the books, it's fine. I'm not poo-pooing on that. But... They weren't using, from what I saw when I looked through the stat, through the the adventures for stat blocks, they weren't using anything that I think really needed, like long elaborate stat block pages. A lot of them were kind of basic things that you're going to run into. That yep. in that way, you can put a guard stat block, and it's like when you look it up online, it's like literally an inch long almost. There's not a lot to it. It's kind of it's kind of simple. I think they could have added those simpler stat blocks into this book and it would have yeah maybe it adds another amount of pages maybe it does but we're at 209 that's kind of small for the book anyways i'm feeling this book and i looked at it when i first got it it's a lot thinner than i thought they usually are because this book is already kind of thin. well yeah again compared to other ones i've seen it falls right in the category of of you know products additional products required you know, in order to get the most out of this product. So I can't say as I'm surprised. What is, is your microphone like on fire or does it have a light on it or it's, what? It's red when it's on. If I hit. That's right. Oh. Turn it on and off. Wow. Fancy. It's Did they make one in, in blue? On air light. That's nice. So fun fact, I actually grabbed these. Uh, so in my hand, I have uh candle keep mysteries, which was another similar scenario. It's a library. It's a bunch of adventures from like 1 to 13. I also have uh, Journeys to the Radiant Citadel. 
Also about the same thing, Journey 1 to 13. 224 pages, and they have all the stat blocks. Right. So you can add 16 more pages and have all of your creatures. Same price. Or you can save on the printing costs of 20-odd pages and still get the same amount of money. Yes. So Hasbro increased their profit by thinning out the content and thus the printing and keeping the price the same. So they didn't raise the price. They just cut away some of the things. Let me see if I can think of another example of this. Let's take Star Wars, the Black Series. So you have an action figure with points of articulation and you don't put any accessories in it. Well, the one difference, of course, is that Hasbro raised the price on all of those figures and took stuff away. So if they had raised the price of that book to uh, $60 and took all that content away, that would be more in line with what they would been doing with their toy lines. But still, it's six, one half dozen, the other. It's still Hasbro trying to make more money. No one begrudges Hasbro trying to make money. It's the shady, shitty way that they do it. So. Because exactly. my thing if is... They had added that content in and bumped it up five bucks to $54.95. No one would have cared. And they would have been better served by the book and as a result. And nobody would have cared about five bucks. And they've also proven the fact that they can print at... That they can't print more pages and sell for the same amount of money. Because I'm pretty sure there have been many books that have come out sure. since then with more than 280 pages. Sure. I'm not begrudging they, the, the page count. I'm begrudging the fact that like, they're making you buy other books. They should call Pathfinder up and find out who's printing their books. Maybe they could, you know, save a little money. Ha ha. So let me ask. So you you mentioned those three other ones, right? The Radiant Citadel and Candlekeep Mysteries and then this yep. one. Those are all they could be played as one campaign, but it's really yes. a bunch of mini scenarios it's, it's, that you should throw and, throw yeah. in and plug and play. Yeah, as plug opposed and play to yeah. as opposed to like uh, a set you know, story, Curse of Strahd, it's it's one and goes. It's, it's not a campaign. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of yeah. There's 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 three basic kind of books I think we've identified to this point. There are reference books which are reference and rules books, which are like the DM guide, the player's handbook and that sort of ilk. Then there's the campaign books like Icewind Dale, which is an entire campaign in the book. And then there's these sort of, I, I think I, I maybe call them like tool books where you can, a DM can take these tools, like one of these heists and insert it into the game or take one of the candle keep mysteries and insert it into the game. They're more like tool books you know, or, or, or I don't know, uh, the, the, I'm sure there's a more colorful expression than tool book, you know, like uh, enhancement uh, building block books. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's not a complete adventure. It's just a segment of a certain type. So yeah, a mystery, uh, a, a, you know, a, the Radiant Citadel was just different uh, planes of existence. And then this is heists. And so, yeah, I, I kind of like that of it's a genre. It's a type of, of, part of a story that you don't right. oh, I, I need a heist in my story. Let me go get one from here. I need, uh, uh, I need, I'm traveling through the different planes. Like, let me get something from that. So my, and my question was going to be, you know, Sam, would you like to do homebrews? So mm -hmm. would you say you would prefer this kind of book to the campaigns? I know you're a completist. You get them all. Do you, 
do you what do you do with the campaign books if you're all homebrew? Or I, I mean, that's my uh, question. So he's run some campaign campaigns, I think. Haven't you? Didn't you run Iceland Dale or I, one of those? I ran uh, Descent to Avernus. That one, yeah. So you, you and your friends go to hell and you fight demons and stuff. Um, so what it comes down to for me a lot, and I've played in a couple campaigns. One of my friends DM. He's DM'd. Um, what was it? It was the Waterdeep Heist, and then the starter one, which is like Minds of Vandelver, which mm-hmm. is like it comes in the starter set. I have no problems with either or. I personally like to DM my own to make up my own stories and stuff. But like my friends who live down the shore, we're all online. You know, I'm like, hey, let's make this easy for everyone. I'm gonna run a module. I gave them the options of the modules I have. Which one do you guys like? And they picked Descend to Avernus. Um, and I had no problem with that because it honestly made me my life easier than when I homebrew because it's like I don't need to worry about writing the beats. Someone's written the bit the beats. I just need to know the beats. Yeah. You know, it's I'm not writing a song, I'm doing a cover of a song. You know, yeah, and that, that's so kind of what I wanted to get. Was, what was your, it's easier to what cover. Was your take on that. Okay. Yeah. So I I think any D D book is always fantastic because even when they do the campaigns, they're adding something where maybe I'm not going to run uh, Icewind Dale, but maybe I'm inspired to run something like Icewind Dale. So maybe I'm going to take that story and I'm going to twist some things around. Maybe we'll do the same sort of adventure, but instead of going left at this place, I go right for a little bit, do my own thing. Maybe I throw a heist in the middle of it. You know, it'll be the all of D&D, all of these books, which to, my, to Hasbro's credit and Watsy's credit as a whole... I don't know how much Hasbro's part of it, but at least Watsy. They have made pretty good books for a long time. And the only ones I haven't liked, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the Critical Role ones, maybe because of my my bias and my beef that I have with Critical Role. And my only beef with this one really is the fact that they're in they're kind of not forcing you to go and get extra content, but they're not really helping you with some of the content. They'll give you the story and they're, they're gonna make sure you know you need a stat block. So like there will be two guards, and they'll make it in bold. So, you know, there's a guard stat block. You could have put the guard stat block on the back of the book. You could have put it at the end of the adventure. You could have done the things you've done in other books like this. There's a president, and now you're taking that away. And I don't think anyone, maybe outside of me, cares that much about it. But I think it's something that you need to, people need to know that, hey, listen, you're going to get this book and you might run it and you might love it, but you're going to have to do extra research that isn't in this book. Yeah. So that might be a barrier for some people. So here's here's what I would, I, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll side with, with Watsi for a second here. My point was for however many years 5e has been coming out, there hasn't been any significant increase in price and there's been pretty significant inflation all around. So, you know, they're like, well, how can we try to keep the price point the same? Okay, we won't put the stat blocks in it. So maybe that was the decision and not, well, we can make a little bit more profit. It's more, we're actually not making as much profit because of inflation. But if we leave out the stat blocks, we can we can keep our price point that we've been at for all of 5e. I mean, you know, that's I, kind I of maybe. If, if that was a reasoning, I don't hate it. Um, I don't know. But you would have paid the extra five bucks for the pages is what you're saying. I mean, that's all. Yeah. And that's yeah, reasonable. The, the stats to not have to go and search them out. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Anything that streamlines play is worth it. So I would agree. Mm-hmm. Now, was there any... Oh, oh, wait. We have to end the segment. I was so say, check it, out the keys from the Golden Vault and outro. It's D&D. Warriors that terrify. It's D&D.
Also, buy local. Don't go to some fucking shithead Barnes and Noble. Or Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. I'd rather them go to Barnes and Noble than Amazon. But you'd rather go to, you know, your local game store, right? Some. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's do this. Not all. Let's do this. Geek stuff. What's in the news? So, uh, do we want to talk about, uh, you know, I think, I think this would be a good thing to start with, with now that Kev's back. Did you see what happened with the road doll books recently? Yeah, they had to, didn't they like change some of the language or something? Yeah. So they like, they, they removed, uh, they removed references to how people looked like the word fat is completely removed from all the road doll books and, you know, and certain expressions and phrases that you know, just aren't as, and I don't like to use the word politically correct, but, you know, they're not as acceptable as they were when the books came out. Um, but I just, you know, and so again, I, I wanted to get your take on, on that before we do a couple other, because we talked about it a little bit last week, but. Well, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. I mean, they, they did that with Mark Twain years ago. Well, have they? Can, what, did can you go buy, what did Mark Twain say? Can you go buy a, a version of Huckleberry Finn that doesn't have the language in it? Did they rewrite it? I'm I don't know. I don't know, but I I'm I'm sure, or I'm reasonably sure that I remember them doing the same sort of thing. I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought for sure that I remember them doing that same sort of thing with with that book. Was it Huck Finn? Yeah, it was Huck Finn. See, I yeah. don't think that they did. I think that his, in the past, it's been, well, we can't read that book because it's got language that is now offensive, so we won't read that book, right? So well, why haven't they just done the same with Roe Dahl then? And, just and like... that's, yeah, that's the whole point. And, yeah. and I, because I think that although, so here's, here's the argument for making the changes. Historically, there have been times when Roe Dahl did go back while he was alive and change some of his language that, you know, his opinions and, and public opinion had changed. So that's kind of the president. Well, he did it, so we're going to do it more, you know. But I would argue that two things. I mean, you know, maybe he did it, but you don't know that he would be okay with these changes. So now you're making decisions for an author after they're dead on their work. And it's the same as we talk about, you know, putting Fred Astaire in a commercial for a vacuum after he's dead, right? You know, you're, you're, you're bastardizing their memory without them having any say in it. Um, and we all know that Fred Astaire hated vacuums. That's right. He was very anti-vacuum. Oh. Uh, you know, Ricky Gervais, he, he's in the comments saying that, you know, he doesn't want people changing his words to protect people who are fragile, fragile or easily offended after he's dead. And, and, and so that's my whole point is either don't read it or have the conversation with the children that are reading it to say, hey, some of that language is not okay uh you know it was more acceptable at the time it doesn't mean it was okay then either but you know let's like take this as a learning experience and and i bring that up because they're doing that to james bond now and those are not books for kids right those are the james bond novels and they're taking out a lot of the the, the racial uh you know language that's in books written in the 50s that clearly isn't okay the, today are they taking out the rapey aspects too i think Maybe. I, I do think that they're toning down. Well, and, and so what it's, again, the justification for making the changes now is that even when they came out, 
they toned down some of the sexual situations for the American audience. So Ian Fleming even allowed some of his stuff to be quote unquote toned down for a different audience. And so you're ma they're making the argument that the 2023 audience needs certain things to be toned down in much the same right. way. So we're just going to, but, but, you know, we're taking editorial, you know, the, whoever owns the rights is making those decisions after the author's dead. And I just, that's where I have the problem with it. If the author comes back and says, yeah, I don't like what I, you know, George Lucas keeps remaking the star Wars movie because he's not done with them. That's his right. But once he's, well, and he doesn't, so if, if Disney then said, no, we're, we're, we're making more changes and we're going to re release episode four again with changes we made to it because we own it now, I don't think that's okay. Yeah, I, 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 I can see the argument. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just not cool. I mean, so there, there is an amount of like, okay, if you change... How much of changing the story makes it a new story? How much of taking the the words and the stuff out of like Charlie and the Chalk Factory and James and the Giant Peach actually makes it still Charlie Chalk Factory and James and the Giant Peach, you know? Like those are period pieces. Those are books written for their time. So I mean, change taking all the words out of it doesn't make it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory anymore. Or does it? You know? It I think it does in the way that uh, you know, but I, I think it should be it should be fairly obvious on the cover or something like that edited for content or, you know, this is not the original. There should be some sort of, of writ on the cover and, or in the book that says, you know, due to the, you know, I don't know, the language change or the, the, the vernacular changes. The... <laughs> yeah. If they put some kind of notification in there, I mean, it doesn't really justify it per se, but, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Why can't we talk about toys and shit? <laughs> All right, uh, we we can we can move on. Why do we got to tackle hard stuff right out of the gate? Right, first out of the D and D, gate. and now racism and 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 language things. God, All this right. what I missed. That's what you missed. Yeah, you know what you, you what you also missed. We got a, we got a new stinger. You ready? Geek stuff TNG. Dave Bautista story of the week. There's been a, wow. There's been a. I, I made a new stinger. There's literally been a Dave Bautista in the news every week since you've been gone. He's like all can, over the can, place. Is it literally just you going? It's Dave Bautista's story of the week because I didn't hear the whole thing because it broke up a little bit. Geeks up TNG. Dave Bautista story of the week. So it, so your stinger has no music. It has no like like a little word from Bautista in there. It's just basically you saying it's the Dave Bautista story of the week. Yeah, that's it. I didn't have. I just wow. threw it together. Right I feel stung, sir. <laughs> I feel stung. I mean, what do I need to go find Dave Bautista saying? Hi, I'm Dave Bautista, and this is a story about me. What do you want? I, I don't I don't know, but some level of creativity would probably be in order. Oh no. But, holy crap. See? See, we talked about this. The criticism. It's all criticize, nothing, criticize, nothing, criticize. Nothing's ever good enough for him. Nothing's ever good enough for That's him. That's not it's not a stinger. It's you say it's like me saying, okay, and now D and D. I mean it's nothing it's okay. not all right. Hold on. Hold on. What is this? Geek stuff. What's in the news? 
that has production value. It's got like, you know, it's got a little sound effect in it. Did you not hear it's the sound effects? There was an explosion. I specifically went and got an explosion for you. And then I put music and no, then me. I, I can't I can't hear it. I don't know if it's just not coming through. I did it for the rock. <laughs> no, so you're not you're just not hearing the production value. That's what I'm saying. There is production value there. Oh yeah, I'm not hearing it on my end. All right. The talent is just pointing out things he thinks can be improved. He's yeah. talent. Yeah. When you listen back to the show, as I know Sandwich you do, for the defense. Oh geez. When you listen back to the show, as I know you listen to every show after the fact, you'll hear you'll hear it in the in the in the final mix. I listen to the show because I, I like to listen to myself and make fun of the things I say and criticize myself like sandwich why the hell would you say that and that's so hysterical because i do the same exact thing sometimes i listen to the show and i think god oh, why the hell did sandwich say that what's great is sometimes i see something in the show and then i correct myself but then i'm thinking in my head while i say like dom you shouldn't have said it that way and then i immediately correct myself like oh, okay we're on the I same page dom. good job i'm smart, I'm smart. I'm like everybody <laughs> says like dumb i'm smart and i want respect <laughs> Wow. It sounds like Sandwich has a new uh, sound soundboard added there. That's yeah. why I love that. I sandwich love that. soundboard. That's my favorite quote of all time. <laughs> Anyways, Batista, what do you do? Do you powerbomb someone through a table? No, they're, they're making a sequel Yawn. to My Spy uh, with Anna Ferris is going to be joining him in it. So That's cool. I mean, again, I've said I've enjoyed all the movies I've seen with Batista. I've enjoyed him. I'm thinking he's doing... Well, we we've said he's at least in the top three former wrestler turned actors currently working today. I, I wonder if uh, I wonder who he'll be in the DC universe. You think he'll make the crossover? Well, if he's definitely done with Marvel after Guardians three, mm-hmm. him, Gunn, uh, Pratt. They're all definitely the three of them at least are definitely done. I haven't heard anything about anyone else. Um, well, I also uh, feel like they I imagine someone off in Guardians, so we'll see. We'll probably get another one. I think two. it's going to be. I think it's going to be Pratt. Do you want? Oh, I think it's Rocket. I think it's. It seems like Rocket in the in the ad. I was going to say, do you want to no, go on record right now so. saying who's going to die? They're or, they're literally I, carrying an unconscious Pratt out of a scene, and they're all crying. Oh, I think it's either Rocket or maybe like Drax. No, I think they can trans. Rocket's too easy to transition to literally anything else. So and Groot, there's no way they're going to get rid of Groot, oh, Groot even though die. I think no. he looks, I think he looks a little ridiculous in this movie. That's one man's opinion. Um, but uh, I, I, what's her name hasn't been around long enough yet. Um, Mantis, Mantis hasn't been around long enough yet. They still could have use for her in a new team. Um, uh, what's her name? Nebula. Nebula could stay around. I haven't heard about Zoe Zaldana being done. Well, they already so killed her I'm, off. So, what's that? They did killed her once, so it's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, but she's clearly she's still around. I know. So the the point is, is that I mean, they could, yeah, I mean, they could. It could be multiple deaths. It could be. It could be that Gamora dies. This film also, I haven't heard that, but from my perspective, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have Gamora if you don't have Star Lord. It it could even be Kraglin who dies. I, I you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Kraglin died because he's he's Gunn's brother. Yeah. So he's clearly clearly going to be done. He's clearly going to be done with it after this movie, you know? So you have at least, I guess if we're counting whatever 
gun the gun brother i can't remember what his name is sam gun i don't know uh the gun brother dave bautista um uh Brad. peter uh, uh gun himself gun james gun uh and chris pratt they're all gone for sure after this so you know like that is inviting a, a a new team which could be um it certainly could be whoever's left alive after this and in one piece and addition with additions like adam warlock yeah you know what i mean adam warlock mantis rocket and groot maybe gamora maybe not maybe nebula maybe not uh you, you know like th- there's definitely the a dog. way forward <laughs> yeah uh, cosmo? cosmo no no i don't think cosmo goes forward we'll we'll get to cosmo in a little bit um in the oh, toy yeah. section oh yeah 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 i remember that as, no, as the internet screams at us about that anyway um uh, i don't want to belabor the point too much but i think that uh i think there's definitely going to be other guardians movies the question is is who's going to be the guardians are they going to bring in some of the other guardians like are we going to get stallone you know, are we going to get Martin X and Charlie 27? Some of the original from the books, the original Guardians pushed forward uh, and their MCU versions joining this group of Guardians. There's a lot of possibilities. I just don't think I don't think it ends with volume three. I just think it's the end for that group. And I think you're at least one major death. I would not consider Craglin a major death if that happened, but at least one major death. And my money is on. Chris Pratt, because there is a a rumor going around that James Gunn will do um, the Booster Gold movie himself, and it'll be Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. That's one rumor going around. It's a me, uh, Booster I, Gold. If it if that's true, uh, I, then there's no reason. Chris Pratt well he's I think Chris Pratt's already said that I think he's done with this movie James Gunn definitely done so I mean so this all goes back to the question of uh or or rather the question yeah question of will Bautista Dave Bautista make the jump to Warner Brothers and DC well Dave Bautista's already worked for Warner Brothers on at least two projects wasn't the most recent Dune I think is Warner Brothers yep and I think that uh, uh, wasn't um, uh, shoot Blade Runner. Wasn't that Warner Brothers also? I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Warner Brothers. The Warner Brother, the Blade Runner sequel, I think, was Warner Brothers. It, even if it wasn't, he's worked with Warner Brothers already on at least one project, possibly two. They're, they're doing doing two, so <laughs> so it's. I mean, he's definitely going to be in the next uh, Dune movie, obviously. So, uh, you know, if if he has a relationship and they find a place for him. Now, I don't know who in the world he would be in D.C. You know, I'm trying to think who he physically fits in D.C. as either a good or a bad guy, you know. I'm trying to think. Apocalypse? Not Apocalypse. That's not his name. What's his name in? uh... Dark Side? Dark side, you know, does he play dark side in that movie? Like in that, that universe, I can see that. I, I see it more as what's was dark side's kid, Calabac? Yeah, oh, the, Caliban. Oh, yeah, Caliban. Yeah, 
Kalibak is Darkseid's kid. No, but isn't there another boy? Is there a guy who's a superhero who's also... I, I think that if he does make the jump, he's going to do it as a villain so he can be one and done. Because I think he's done with superhero. Like, he wants to just... He wants yeah, that's to act. Thing. I, I feel like he's well, done with then superheroes he wouldn't be. Then he wouldn't be uh, Darkseid. Right, no. Because I imagine if they were building... I'm not saying they're going to use Darkseid as the build a villain, if you will, because I don't think they're, I don't think that's nothing in that slate indicates that it's going to be Darkseid. Now, that said, we haven't seen a thing from it yet, so we have no idea. But outside of Darkseid, who's another character that's stacked in DC? If you think you know who Dave Bautista might play in the DC cinematic universe, give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And let us know, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Kenobi. And tell us who the hero is Hello and why there. you think it would work as Dave Batista. You thought you were going to get me. You thought you were going to get me, and you didn't get me. Sorry. Go ahead. What? What did you do? He said Kenobi. Hello there. Oh. Yeah, he... <laughs> He's, he, he's just, you're as obvious as a roach on a white rug sandwich. He's a very a sneaky. Um, just since you mentioned uh, Nebula, Karen Gillan ha has secretly been married for a year to uh, some writer named Nick something or other. So she's off the market, guys. Damn it. Darn. When did this come out? Why was I not notified? I don't know. She just revealed it, that, but they've, she's been married for nearly a year. So, you know. And you, it's some writer? Yeah. Is he like a screenwriter or something? Besides being incredibly lucky, is he a screenwriter? Do we know who this dude is? I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. While we're looking that I up. I can't put a hit on somebody if I don't know who he is. Yeah, we'll, we'll find That's it. not saying I would put a hit on him. I'm just saying broadly. Well, he'd be on hand his wife, so. What? It's, it's How dare Nick, you? Nick Crocher? K-O. Cocher. K-O-C-H-E-R. Cocker? Is that Cocker? Could be. It could, could be. be Cocker. Cocher. I hardly knew her. I'm telling you, K-O-C-H, right? That could be Cocher or it could be Cocker. Who started McDonald's? Yeah, the coke. Um, that, that's that's Ray, Ray Koch, right? No, it's yeah, Ray Koch. But, and it? then it was Mayor Koch, right? That's C O C H, right? No, yeah, but that's I'm saying it was Ray. I've always heard it as Ray Koch. I think maybe I'm wrong. Regardless, what has he written? An American what kind of writer is he? An American comedian of the sketch duo Britannic. That's what it says about Nick Cocker. Okay, so. Never heard of that either. Never heard Good of either. Good job, Nick, whoever you are. So uh, he did some SNL for a while. What comedy writer? Like he was on SNL or wrote for a writer? SNL? He was a writer. Hmm, interesting. He did SNL for a period of time. Yeah. Let's uh, let's stick with that and transition into the the box office in the Marvel universe while we're while we're there. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Bautista? I think we're done with that, right? Yeah. Do you have an exit stinger for the Batista bit? I don't. I don't have the. No, I'll, the I'll do it. I'll do it. And that was our Dave Batista story of the week. <laughs> Need an explosion. Um, Ant Man had a pretty big fall off. It went from like over 100 million to 31 million. 
And then the surprise of the week is that Cocaine Bear did like $23 million. Good job, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Well, Ray Liotta's last film. Yep. And you have a coked up bear running around. And didn't What's-Her-Name direct this flick? Yes. What's-Her-Name, of course. I remember her Elizabeth name. Banks. Elizabeth Banks directed this. So, she was in it, too. You know, right? she's, she's really Star. funny. She's a great director, too. I mean, you know, she directed the... Uh, the last, I think, the last two Pitch Perfect movies, and they were. Good. I believe you're correct. And the yes. third one was like an quote unquote action movie, and it was. She's a good director. So uh, that all said, um, it doesn't surprise me that it did that. You know, uh, the fall off is a little more surprising that it fell off that far. But then, you know, the word on the street about the flick is as expected oh it's it's not as strong as other marvel films have been it's like come on dude really it's at least as strong as the last ant-man movie yeah that's what i was gonna say ant-man not only that but it was more visually appealing it was uh it it introduced a hell of a a better villain and it, it was it's an important cog does it need to be uh black panther in order for you know the 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 reviewers to be like wow you know does it need to be uh, Avengers Endgame for for people to be like oh my god I've been blown away no that's just all that is 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 the is the bit of a tide pushing back against uh, Marvel Studios and I'm betting that's exactly how they're taking it because y- you know you have Guardians coming up is there another one in between there or am I wrong. I think Guardians is next, isn't it? I think so. And plus, they've also said now that they're going to stretch the slate out a little further yeah, anyway. Slow so, down a little know, bit. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, the problem is, is that the fans like we three, we're, we don't want to wait another two years to find out who the damn uh, Fantastic Four are going to be. You know, like, I, I'm so sick of waiting. And apparently, the article that came out, or whoever said this, said they're going to cast Sue Storm first and then build everyone around her. Why? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because, because that was John really Krasinski is, was just a, he was only from Multiverse of Madness, and that was just fan service, and he's not going to be it. Like, that's for sure. As far as anyone knows. But don't forget, he also said up and down, left and right, that he wasn't, he, he, he had never been approached, he wasn't going to do anything, and so on, and so on, and so on, and there he was. He denied it. Literally, the movie opened, and he was denying it. <laughs> so, so. The, the point is, is that we, we we should not just blindly believe just because they say they're not. What about Andrew Garfield? You're right, right. For right. three years, set up and down, you're all going to be really disappointed when I'm not in this movie. And there he was. You know, like, I mean, it, it's I get why they're do- doing what they're doing, but we we can't even take them at their own word, uh, you know, that, that they're not going to be in a flick at this point. We just have to wait and see what's going to happen. You know, since since you mentioned that, Right, Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire have both publicly said they're ready to do a fourth Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it won't ever happen. happen. <laughs> it won't happen. If, if if you follow the same property, if you want it to happen, it'll never happen. It, it just they saying they want it because it will become confusing to uh, 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 to fans, and they just won't. They won't do that. They just won't do that. 
and uh you know and they're already in what at least pre-production or story right or writing phase of spider-man for tom holland's fourth spider-man movie so you know like it's just not gonna happen it's just at, at best it's it's commentary about the fact that uh toby was well received in far from home or no way home and so on i mean that's that's all that that is it's crazy to think that his first spider-man is over 20 years old at this point yeah well i mean it's, i mean to an extent yeah i guess it's crazy but, but I feel like it, if it came out so recently. <laughs> we're running a little long in the first segment, so why don't we go to break, and then we'll come back and uh, maybe talk a little bit about Ant-Man and a little Hasbro. Yes, and with that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 712, uh, to a break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real onset stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hi, this is Adrian Faulkner, and whenever I'm in the US, I listen to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Hi, this is Adrian Faulkner, and whenever I'm not in the US, I listen to BigKev'sGeekStuff.com. Hi, this is Adrian Faulkner, and when I'm not eating my bubble and squeak, I'm listening to BigKev'sGeekStuff.com. Hello, this is Adrian Faulkner from Action-Figure.com. When I'm not eating my bubble and squeak or shooting the chabs, I like to listen to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. More bangers and mash, please. Gee, howdy. This is Adrian Faulkner from Action-Figure.com. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Hi, this is Adrian Foreigner from Action-Figure.com. Whenever I'm in the U.S. and speak like house, I listen to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Hi, this is Adrian Faulkner from Action-Figure.com, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Bubble and squeak. <laughs> Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Half Una Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. 
to go. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Parm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like parm. Crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios. Three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs kept? Does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of Parm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. They are, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. (laughs) Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. I mean, did you miss in the last couple of months those wonderful live reads from the sandwich about Bill Dexwing? No. Are we still doing that bit? <laughs> I mean, it's still in every show. Yeah. I, I mean, we got to call that guy because I'm still missing some pieces. Are they doing something else at this point? I don't know. They, they've moved Maybe. on to build the Razor Crest. I don't know. Have I been doing this bit for so long and it's not even real? <laughs> it's still a real thing. I just know if it's still running. I guess we should check that. I'll check that during the week. Some adult should call them. And what pieces are we missing i don't know you were there last <laughs> can't remember you were literally there looking at the pieces did you write it down no i didn't wasn't looking at the pieces i think we were up to like 87 something like that i or feel like i wrote it down extra. i feel like i wrote it down at one point but i don't you wrote it down on the lid we have to find the lid <laughs> that's okay there's not that many boxes in there we should be able to find it mm. what's the over under the boxes we'll have a contest how many boxes are in the product vault, uh, product archive? Oh, uh, many. Yeah, I'm not going to give numbers. All right. Uh, so let's do. He doesn't this. have a problem. It's definitely, like it's probably it's probably at least in the low double digits now. Yeah. Low double digits. Or maybe that's how many were added. Low, while low, I, low triple while I was digits. There. It's not in the triple digits. Get out of here. Yes, it is. 
Are you counting every little box that's in there? I have the little boxes, and we're almost at triple digits. I did you favors, and that was when we moved the unit. <laughs> it's been I, added I, on since then. I just think you're remembering that wrong. I'm so. not. I wasn't drinking that day, sir. I was sober as a church mouse. Sober as a church mouse? Absolutely. It's. it's a, I don't think that's an expression, mouse. sir. Sober as a it judge. I'm sober as a judge. A sober as yeah. a church mouse. Then they never drink. Sober as a church mouse because you know those drinking church mice. I can handle things. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. Exactly. News. I got passed over, Michael. <laughs> All You're right. My kid brother, Mike. So let's talk about let's talk about Ant Man. Right, but and again, we're we're past I think the embargo. But before we do, let's do this. Attention: the following information is considered spoiler material. All right, so we all saw it. I think it's the first time in a while that we all got out to see the movie, the, the big movie, like at the same I, time. I feel like I saw it with Sandwich, but I don't remember. You actually not remember? I can't tell if you're messing with me or not. Oh, yeah, we did. We went to Cinemark and saw it. You're saying we didn't have a great time and you forgot about it? Wow, such a good friend you are. Not remembering the fun times we had together. Yeah, because nothing else is going on. We went... (laughs) Nope, I'm not going to say a single thing. I was going to make an off... You know what? Let's talk about the movie. (laughs) Yeah, let's hear it. Kev, you start. I liked it. Next. No, I uh, uh, seriously, I thought the best thing to come out of it, obviously, was Jonathan Majors. Yes. Um, I thought the not the, the 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 completely unsurprising thing was Cassie Lang, because if they do do uh, some sort of ridiculous ham-handed Young Avengers at some point, they're building the team. Yeah, they've already got most of them, right? It's Cassie. It's. Uh, it, it'll be uh, Ironheart, it'll be Cassie, it'll be, uh, what's her name, Haley Steinfeld, yep. uh, Hulk's Hawkeye, kid. it could be Hulk's kid, maybe. I mean, there, there's a number of different, you know, directions and things that they could do here. I mean, I don't think they have enough quite yet, but um, they certainly could, uh, again, ham-handedly do something like that. So Cassie wasn't a surprise. Everything else about it was, you know, the production value was much greater because they spent the entirety of the movie in the, you know, the quantum realm. So all of that is digitally rendered, as as you must know. Um, you also had um, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer equally dispersed throughout the whole movie so they were actually more present than they had been in either movie prior although i think uh, michael michael douglas his only lines were shit and ants i think those are the only two words that he said in the whole movie no he said it multiple times um, he said shit several times and he said ants many times you also had bill murray for what six minutes yeah that's even I think, that long. I think about then uh, you know, like that. And then, you know, like uh, the, the quantum realm people, you know, are, are I guess, interesting, uh, diverse. There were some questions about maybe some of them were characters that we don't know yet. There was a rumor going around that we would have seen some of the Marvel Micronauts, Marvel Micronauts, not to be confused 
with the you know the the sort of proper micronauts no baron karza or you know those guys but the actual marvel micronauts which is like bug if you know the micronauts at all one of my favorite marvel characters by the way uh bug this would have been a wonderful opportunity for them to introduce that team to the mcu and that could have been you know as far as obscure teams go that could be used for comic effect like uh, you know uh, uh uh like guardians of the galaxy the micro marvel's micronauts could have been an absolutely brilliant idea and this was the place they could have introduced them and they didn't so oh well um other than that jonathan majors kang the conqueror was excellent was absolutely excellent and uh since we said spoilers already, the after credit scenes, both of them are fairly significant. One introduces us to other versions of Kang that have previously appeared in the books. And the other one, the, the second one, is a lead in to Loki season two, which has Loki and uh, Mobius sitting in the audience in some, it looks like turn of the century sort of, presentation and the person presenting is victor timely who is another version of kang or he could be the original version of kang um it's unclear uh, for obvious reasons how marvel is going to you know what marvel's going to do with that version of kang if there is an original version and so on and so on so um, it'll be exciting to see. We're going to be looking at Kang in everything for a long time. All Kang, so all just, the time. Just get comfortable because, you know, everything. Loki season two, probably going to all be about Kang uh, in some fashion. You saw it already. There will have to be some kind of tie-in, I imagine, with Guardians, although I think it will be very small, whatever it is. Like because a I think. Scene. Maybe I think the Guardians. Uh, I think this Guardians movie has to focus on the end of this team and the beginning of what will be the next team, assuming that's the way they're going. Yeah. Let's assume that it is. That's the important. That's the transitional part of that movie that needs to, you know, take place. And so it's going to be less focused on Kang and more focused on that transition, setting it up in some fashion or other. Um, and then what, what's, what's after that? What's left? What's next? I don't even know. Is it the Marvels? Yeah. Marvels in November. Um, yeah. so Marvel's will be the Loki show in the middle still. Yeah. Marvel's well, Loki, we know is focused on Kang. Marvel's I imagine will be tied in with secret invasion. So there'll be more scroll action than Kang action. And maybe there'll be some Kang stuff in there. But I think, again, that's going to focus maybe more on the scrolls. Secret Invasion, I think, will be at some point after that. So I think that focus will be on that. So, you know, we are going to see him for a long time. And I'm really glad. I, I just love the way that he looked. I love the character. Um, and I think that's the most important thing to come out of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah, agreed. Jonathan Majors is absolutely fantastic. I mean, but even going back to Loki, I mean, you know, he just, that episode of Loki with him was so wonderful. I'm like, I'm, I just couldn't wait for to see him in 
uh, Quantumania. And then, you know, again, he just, he delivered. Though my only negative comment about Quantumania was the Quantum Realm looked almost exactly like Strange World, the cartoon that came out uh, from Disney recently that was not all that well received, but it's, you know, the, the, the creatures and the environment was very similar. I mean, like literally the car, if you, if you looked at scenes from the cartoon, you would think, oh, this is an animated version of the quantum realm. So, well, it, it might have to do something with the fact that you're the only person who saw that movie. True. True. I will, I will agree with that. And so I'm, I've got a lot of questions, but we'll, we'll get sandwiches review first and then I'll ask some questions. All right. So maybe I'm the only one who's kind of down on the movie. I didn't think it was overall a fantastic film i think i I discussed it on the show last time i gave it between like a c minus to a b minus depending on how i feel about it i thought it was fine um i wasn't a huge fan maybe it's just me of the daughter i thought the daughter just randomly being a genius who's able to just figure out a compass to the quantum realm without any lead into how that happened uh i think they made some mentions and notions of uh, the fact that um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer might have been teaching her some stuff, which is and fair. She, she could clearly be very smart because Scott Lang is very smart. They established that in the first movie that he is a really, really smart guy. I mean, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. he's not Tony Stark and he's not Reed Richards, mm-hmm. but I would think I think it's fair to say that he's a fairly smart guy. No, so yeah fairly smart daughter who's taught about those things i don't think it's unreasonable and she did have the it, the, the the notes that, that she had uh hank's notes to go to to work from well fair all fair points i i just i felt like it was kind of like yada yada rushed by a little bit where it's like oh also i'm smart and i'm caught up that we don't have to worry about it yeah. you know the fact that she could use the suit very like quickly in the movie she used it a lot you know, she kind of didn't have the same after effects that I think Scott did. Maybe that maybe she's been training that in the background. Maybe they maybe I just missed the explanation of that. Fine. My favorite part, like everyone else was saying, was Kang. Kang was a very cool character, someone I'm interested in as the villain. I think villains are always villains are the fun part of Marvel comics at this point for me. Marvel TV movies and products for me. Because the villain is where I, you know, it's fun. Cause I think after Infinity War, I've talked about this. Seeing the bad guy lose, I would get excited. Like, oh, maybe the bad guy, the bad guy win. I mean, maybe the bad guy wins this time again because Infinity War was so cool because Thanos won. So that's why I think I just you know I like seeing that more. So I'd like to see more of the bad guy winning. And Kang is definitely a bad guy who can win. So you know if he's going to be long term, I could see that happening. Um, I think Ant Man was fine. It's a setup film, like we've said before. The point of Ant-Man Quantumania, this whole film, was to set up Kang. Yep, it's all Kang exposition, just like pretty much Loki season one, I think was the first half of that setup, and Quantumania is the second half. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the point of it all is just to set up Kang, who's going to be a fun villain, fun character we're going to be dealing with for a long time. I imagine we'll have a million different versions of Marvel Legends of him and all his wonderful outfits. Um, Oh, did you mention Marvel Legends? Oh, wait, wait. I I did. I have questions about Kang before. Can we we get? Okay. I I have so many questions. So I know. Rapid fire. 
Rapid fire. So so we're talking about the MCU Kang, which is different than yes. the, the comics Kang. But in the yes, comics, yeah. I mean, Kang is a complicated character because there's an infinite number of variants of Kang, right? Right. But so when I say, I, my understanding is that Kang is Nathaniel Richards. Are just some Kangs Nathaniel Richards and some of them aren't? I don't yes. know the answer to that okay. question. So, so that being said, Kang, Nathaniel Richards, descendant of Reed Richards, should impact on casting for Reed Richards, right? Not necessarily. No. Okay. Because first of all, they've not identified him by that name. Well, so that, that is the question. MCU King may not be Nathaniel Richards, right? That's that, right. And then you don't have to worry about that at all. But right. with, with the Fantastic Four coming, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I'm I sure hope that that is not the case. I sure hope that that is not the case. I'm not saying it won't be or will be. I'm saying I hope it isn't the case, that, that, that that's the way direction they decide to go. There's all kinds of rumors about that FF movie, too. Like, it may take place in the 60s or 70s with a de-aged, uh, uh, this is one I heard really recently, a de-aged um, uh, Michael Douglas. Nice. As as Hank Pym. And, and then they somehow do a time jump to modern day i mean i've heard all kinds of rumors i i hope all of them are wrong (laughs) all of them because i haven't heard a single rumor about this movie that i like yet not one you know except the only rumor that i like is that adam driver might be doom i know what i have to do. do do the voice sandwich Sandwich uh, doesn't do it. It's me. I, I attempt it. I know what I have to do. But I don't know if I have the strength to do it. That's me, not Sandwich. Oh, all right. Okay. So, that I mean, really, my, my main question was about Nathaniel Richards. And so, that, so you've answered it. Uh, and now if you want to talk Marvel Legends, it's okay. What was that guy's name that, you, that we were making fun of when we did that? Oh, East Coast oh, Adam Driver. East Coast Adam Driver. He actually mentioned this show on a recent podcast episode of something else that he's working on. So, um, oh. East Coast Adam Driver? or Yeah, East Coast Adam Driver. Uh, I mean, you, if, you wanna, Driver. if you want to find him, he is at Cardiff Electric on Twitter. Uh, I still don't know anything more about him than we did during the whole right. saga. What but, if, uh, all we've done is we've just kanged him. We've just reactivated him. <laughs> what if he's a variant? That's, that's very true. Very true. He could be back at any moment on the show. You never know. He could call in the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Yeah. You thought you caught him, Scott, but you didn't. Oh, no, no. We we made up. We were fr- we were friends. Everything was good, no, but no, I still no, don't no. know what I meant just now. You thought you caught Sandwich not paying attention oh. to give the GVM line. I saw 201-730-2547. that. 201-730-2547. Yeah. See? He's a lot harder to get than you think. He is. Well, that, you know, he's he's like programmed like Pavlov's dog when you say GVM yeah, line. Hello there. <laughs> he knew you were going to do it. He had his finger on a button. Like finger is on the button at all times. All right, let, let's hear about the Marvel Legends because uh, I know you got to get out of here, Kev. Yeah, this is this is my last bit. So, um, uh, Hasbro uh, Hasbro Pulse had a Marvel Legends uh, uh, Marvel Legends panel panel today live event event thing. You should go over to Has uh, Hasbro Pulse on um youtube and watch it um i'm just giving you the brief rundown 
And just some real quick, they retrospected the next couple of lines that we've already known about. They showed some in-hand samples of things that that we haven't seen in-hand samples of. It's basically the um, they showed the Ant-Man and Quantum, uh, uh, the Quantum Mania, Quantum Verse, Quantum Mania. Uh, line which is a split line some mcu and some comic book which everybody hates um the build a figure is giant cassie um no small cassie but giant cassie uh and uh and then there's some uh, there's comic book versions of characters in there that nobody knows you know barely know who they are let alone wants them um they showed the guardians wave which is a complete mcu wave however Rather than Groot being the Build-A-Figure for the wave, it's Cosmo. And everybody is up in arms about that because Cosmo is a tiny character. And why wasn't it Groot? Well, I think the answer is pretty obvious once you see the Groot figure. And that is that Groot is enormous. He had to be, um, you know, like a, a big figure, a, deluxe fig or whatever the hell they're calling it and then he has these big wings as well so oh spoiler um whatever the wings are for no one knows um and uh so that was again retrospective everyone has known about this they've been on sale already for or for a week or two whatever it is they revisited i think did they revisit another line that i'm forgetting they might have on to the new stuff it's the avengers it's time for the avengers anniversary um 60th or whatever anniversary it is um it's time for their anniversary so like spider-man and i don't think x-men but spider-man for sure before and some other characters they um they're doing you know they're doing some very classic versions of some avengers characters so you're going to get a um uh, a, a Mark One Iron Man, a brand new one, looks really good. Uh, for sandwich, they're giving you the Gray Hulk and Banner in a two pack. Ooh. But it's from that very famous cover. I think once you see the figures, you'll know the book that I mean. That was really interesting. These, by the way, are all Iron Man is not a two pack. At least they didn't say it was. But uh, Banner Hulk is a two pack. The next one is. Another version of Thor with the beard. So not a classic version, but a, a, a newer version, like a Walt Simonson version. He's really big, by the way. To me, he looks almost too big. Like he's almost a full head higher than normal size characters. I never viewed Thor as taller, maybe a little bit taller and a little bit bigger. But this guy is massive. I think he's too big, my opinion. Um, and Destroyer. So I think it's the first time we're getting Destroyer in Marvel Legends. And he's big. He's about nine inches odd tall. So he would be an okay, okay, not perfect, but an okay stand-in for an MCU um, uh, Destroyer that we never got from the first Thor movie. So that might be a thing people will consider. And then the next two-pack is a brand-new Clint Barton Hawkeye and an airbike which everyone has been asking for that air bike forever. So you're finally getting that. And then um, what's the other one in the Avengers line? Well, they're doing a new Bucky cap 
but not on the bucky cap body they're doing it on the new hyper articulated pinless body uh so there's that i feel like there's another two-pack that i'm forgetting maybe i'm wrong maybe that's all of them um and a handful of other they're doing a a secret wars style dr doom they're doing a classic uh monica rambeau um Captain Marvel with the white and black suit with the white sort of underwings uh, thing. If you remember that suit, the big Afro, that, that version. Um, there's also a Spider-Man line. New Spider-Man body means new Spider-Men. So there's uh, Ben Riley in the black and red costume. There's Chasm, which is the evil version of Ben Riley. It's kind of a black and gray purple with, some sort of turquoise kind of highlights thing, if you know who Chasm is. There's a new red and black version of um, Miles. Um, they also have a really hyper, a new hyper-articulated pinless female body, which they're doing Black Widow on. I think she's part of that Avengers wave. Back to the Spider-Man wave, it's the Rose, who is Kingpin's son. Um. I feel like I'm forgetting. And then there's a couple of, uh, oh, there's one, there's another mega figure. It's the super adaptoid, which is kind of, if you know the super adaptoid, he's basically different shades of green, but he basically, he has all the powers of the Avengers. They also did a super scrawl. Is that, that, is that also like is, green taskmaster? No, he's tall, and if you look it up, you'll you'll see it. If, or if I'm you watch, at, I'm looking at the at the at the figure, but I'm just like it's just kind of funny because like the Taskmaster has the bow and the cap and the shield, and then this guy's got a shield and the hammer. Yeah. But it's like yeah. yeah, and he's green like the Hulk. I mean, it's kind of yeah. So I'm looking at the Hulk one real quick. Um, it might be trying to pull the aesthetic of the cover. It doesn't look exactly the same, but it's fine. No, no, no. I don't think it was meant to look exactly the same. I just think they were trying to they're inspired by it for sure. The way they framed by it. it. Yeah. And they haven't done a uh they haven't done a banner. So yeah. it's nice to have a banner if you're a Hulk fan. At least I I'm think. definitely interested. And who did you say the Rose was? Did you say that's is that Kingpin's son? The Rose is Kingpin's son. Yeah, he basically is a, a smaller guy in a white suit with a purple sort of like hood or mask that covers his whole face. If you see him, you'll know who it is. So in any event, that's my uh, report. I think you should go watch that. I have to go. Um, so we're going to at least bring the video portion of today's show to an end. Why don't we just uh, do the, why don't we just do the social medias and peace out? I think we had a good episode to okay. welcome you back. Well, do it quick. All right. Well, you who do. Who are you, Kev? Yeah, you do yours. Um, you don't remember him. You don't even know. Big, big Kev GS on xbox bk geek stuff everywhere else there ha you got it sandwich um fat dumbledore on the instagram and the fortnite box oh i'm sorry it's the friends uh i met when we elementary school together so i've known them since i was no no it's fine i mean why would you play with anyone else if you have that one group of friends to play with and you're always playing with them i have known them since i was an embryo it's totally fine totally fine that you only play with one group of friends while your other friends who want to play with you just kind of you know lay around dude not not play with you that's fine it's clearly it's clearly there's a preference and i understand 
One group gets preferential treatment. I don't have to carry. I don't have to carry Dave. Listen, listen. If you if you were not as skilled, let's say, we would carry you. I know, but it's hard to you know. Like everybody says, like dumb. Sorry. God damn it. I really got to get out of here. Uh, all right. So, you know, go, just go to the link tree for Geek Stuff TNG uh, and you'll find all of the links to the social media for the show. Call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. If you're Cousin Dave and you want to, you know, tell Sandwich that you are actually good at Fortnite, uh, you can find me at Scott on Twitter and Instagram. Um, he's not terrible. He's not terrible. I mean, Dave, he's not look great, right. but he's not terrible. Dave, look right. Yeah, I know. I'm looking the wrong I, way. I get it. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying he's not terrible. You know, and and like I'm Mumbles, my brother's kid. As annoying as Mumbles is, as absolutely annoying as he is, he's actually really good. So I'm just saying, it's not. We're not the worst crew in the world. You know what I mean? We're not. We're not like. What's the quote not, from Tombstone? What's the quote from Tombstone? It's like I'm playing with my sister's kids. It's like I'm playing cards with my brother's kids. There you go. <laughs> or maybe it's sister. I don't remember. I think it's brother. I could tell um, brother or sister both felt wrong. Look, what I'm trying to say is, is we're not, you know, like, uh, what, what was that movie, Scott? Help me out. Um, ben, ben Stiller. Oh, uh, Dodgeball? You're not no. average guy's gym, or, or the no, mystery men. The heroes, the mystery men, mystery the mystery. Men? We're not the mystery men. We're not like that bad. I am the you're shoveler. The ben, have Have you guys seen? Uh, who the hell? What the guy? He's Napoleon Dynamite, and then it was the John guy. Um, it's called Ben Twormers. Is the movie? Yeah, yeah. I've seen. We're not those yeah. guys either. All right, I gotta go. So say right. what say, and with that, we will bring this episode of Geeks Up TNG episode seven hundred and twelve. Whatever Scott's calling it. Welcome back to a Kevin. close. The way we end some shows by saying. Good night, Retailer X. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. I will remember you.
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>